cross it in, looking for Garza, backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Five Stripe Final, the only highly distributed audio discussion discussing all things Atlanta United. Go Five Stripes! We're live from uh, Metro Toronto, Tim Hortons. I'm Jay Sam Jones from Dirty South Soccer. Joe Patch from Dirty South Soccer is here as well. Say hey, Joe. Hey. Hey. Um, Rough one. Rough one here. Draw feels like a loss. Same old, same old, same old kind of thing you always hear after this kind of thing. Uh, But a 2-2 draw here with Toronto. Two goals in stoppage time. At the ends of both halves for Toronto, uh, kind of outdoes uh, two goals for Joseph Martinez there. And this one leads to a 2-2 draw, and everything sucks. Everything's bad. Everything's real, real bad. Nothing is good. It's Everything thing- is sadness. It, it, um, it's things to hear that. I mean, you, you've said it too much this season. We've said it too much this season. These types of things happening where we where drop leads late in the games. Uh, Tata, after the match was already, he was going through them in, the, in his head. He, 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 talking out loud, he was saying, we dropped points against New England, we dropped points against Dallas, we dropped points here. Um, and that's only the name three. I, there's been several other games this season where we've let leads slip, but those three both happened. Those were very late leads um, that yeah, should have been 83 points plus type things. Yeah. yeah. He, Tata says we should be on 55 points, basically. So the question becomes... With all of this, is this continues to kind of seem to happen to us. Um, what gives? What gives? I think it's important to note a, a couple things with this one especially. Um, first, you can look at the lineup we put out tonight. This was not our starting strength 11 at all. Uh, kind of a patchwork 11 for us just due to a, a few extemporaneous kind of factors. But you also have to look at the fact that we had to switch up formation because of that. Right. And then you have to take into account the fact that guess how many shots on goal Toronto FC had in this one and their two goal performance. Just guess, just guess in your head. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm going to tell you two goal, two shots on target, two goals, two shots on target, two goals. They had how many shots on target? They had two. How many of those resulted in goals? All of them. Two shots on target, two goals. That's just, that, that just, that's things. I'm, I want to throw things. I'm going to go <laughs> throw something, something real far, real, real hard. Um, Especially when you consider Atlanta United had 22 shots, not on target, but yeah. 22 shots in the game to Toronto's five. Um, you know, it was it was basically a one a one way street from for most of the game. Um, I wouldn't say Atlanta like really really dominated, but I would say they just had the majority of the best chances. I mean, yeah. considering they had two shots on goal, I think that speaks for itself. Yeah, and a few of those chances kind of ousted a bit by Bono, uh, who does a, a very solid yeah, job with a couple of chances. He was Toronto. Toronto's on goal. Yeah, for sure. I, I think they actually named him Man of the Match for this <laughs> oh, one. Really? Um, so <laughs> he you forget Lernowitz, man, uh, all the way through. But Joseph Martinez has a great chance at one point right in front of goal. Bono does a great job there. Miguel Almiron running on fumes, gets past everyone still, uh, has a one-on-one for keeper. Bono... That, that was his best save the whole night was it just a dive to the right to to cut off Miguel yeah. and make a great save one-on-one late that would have made it 3-1. Is it Bono or Bono? I, I feel like... I, I don't want to call you, him you, Bono because <laughs> of the other person who already has 
that name and has a pretty solid stake to it from what I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. That's Am fair. I wrong though? I don't know. I have no idea. You, you, <laughs> you just said it two different ways in the same, in the same little bit mm. and I have mm. no idea which way to say it. I kind of feel like Bono is kind of funnier. Yeah. We'll call him Bono then. I don't, that works for me. I don't know. I, I've spent this whole life of this H dad messing up people's names. Yeah. So it's kind of my stick at this point. Um, but we do also have to kind of point out uh, one thing about our performance as well. We mentioned how many shots we had. Well, the only two that went in came from Joseph Martinez uh, again. Surprise. Which is surprise, surprise. Not surprising at all. 26 goals now on the year for him. He's one away from tying the MLS record for goals in a season with our boy Roy Laster and two assorted other players who we don't care to mention right now. Uh, so he's got 10 games left to do that, which is huge, phenomenal. So proud of you, Joseph. Keep doing you, buddy. We love you. At this point, I'd be surprised if it was someone else who scored yeah. a goal for us just any time. And the, the the question becomes then, is that a problem? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I heard that that sentiment was ruminating around on, on Twitter today. And is he carrying the team? Well, I think it's tough to say, right? Because his job is to do that, right? Like, right. And, and the rest of the team's job is to feed him to do that. So it's hard to say whether he's kind of carrying the team because... Who's to say if he wasn't playing for some reason, like let's say he was hurt or something, um, that if Tito was up there, you know, they wouldn't... Obviously, Joseph is a great goal scorer, and he's going to give you a certain level of quality that you're not going to get from anyone else. But in terms of the actual scoring the goals, you know, maybe another player could do that if they're up there. Um, yeah. Maybe only Tito. I, I, would, I, I would rely on. <laughs> I don't know if I would rely on uh, Romario or, or Miguel Almiron to be, to be scoring. Like yeah, and... We'll, we'll get to that later. Do you want to point out that 24 of the 26 goals have come from assist? This isn't like Joseph has been going one-on-one right. or just destroying people or anything like that. These are coming from crosses. These are coming from interplay with his teammates and, and penalties as well, of course. Um, but, I'm wait, that 24-26 thing doesn't quite add up. There have been a lot of assists, according <laughs> to Tata Martino. We'll just say that. Um, but well, I think you get assists for if like for drawing a foul or oh, for drawing a penalty. I there you go. Get an assist for that. Um, so oh yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. So 24 assists on 26 goals there. So he's not making it happen all himself. Uh, he, he's getting service, which is good. He's just doing his job. I, I don't think it's a, necessarily a bad thing that we have a striker doing their job. Um, yeah, I mean it, it is concerning. And I think you're probably about to get that same thing before I cut you off rudely. I'm sorry, Joe. Please don't hate me. Uh, I, I, I think. It's concerning to kind of look at some of the chances Miguel's getting and to see him continue to struggle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, because last year he had some great finishes. Um, he had a couple against Houston that were amazing. He had one against Columbus, which was like super clinical, just right into the far post. He ran um, forever for it. Too. Yeah, yeah. He had a great run. It's tough to see him not not being so great. But at this point, I think the sample size is that the show tells us that he's never been a great shooter. Um, we know last year he was hesitant to do it at the beginning of the season. It wasn't until Doug Roberson from the AJC told him he needed to shoot more before he started scoring the goals. So, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, even some of the goals he scored, if you look at them, the DC one was really great earlier in the season. But, you know, I think the last time he scored was Orlando. Was it Orlando? Was that the last time uh, he scored? Maybe. And it was just kind of like a nutmeg through the keeper's legs from a, from a, from pretty close range. like And it one that easily could have been saved by a better goalkeeper. So, um, yeah, he, he, he kind of just hits the ball at the goal kind of hard, and I don't know if he has that much touch or finesse to it. But I, what I was actually going to say, you didn't uh, actually cut me off on in that respect. I did, I did just kind of want to, you know, 
before we kind of get all into the bad stuff that happened in this game, I do, you know, it's pretty fun that Joseph Martinez is two games away from breaking the um, consecutive goal scoring record in MLS, two goals away from breaking the MLS single season scoring record. And if he does, if he scores one goal in each of those games to, to, you know, that, that second game would be in Orlando. Okay. So that would be fun yeah. to break both those records mm. in Orlando. Mm. But the likelihood is that he'll probably get two next week and spoil some of the fun. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, uh, there are positives here, for sure. <laughs> I think that was kind of the feeling around the locker room for the, the players who stayed, at the very least, who, who didn't The players who stayed. It sounds like Penn State. <laughs> Those who okay. stayed new champions. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, the guys who were, they were pretty rational about it, at, per usual. Uh, they've been around a long time playing this game for a while. Uh, and even like people like Eric Rometty were like, you know, Toronto's a good team. They're going to do well with their chances. We just can't give up those chances next time. It's, it's, it wasn't a huge lapse in a lot of respects is kind of the general gist of it. It's just Toronto being Toronto in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I think there might be a little bit different uh, tenor that gets spoken about with the team when they're in private, not talking to reporters. Obviously, they're not going to want to make this sound like some terrible collapse. And it's not. Like, in the grand sure. scheme of things, it's not. Um, but it is an issue right now. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to sound like I'm downplaying it because it is an issue. It's a flaw that this team has. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's something... You know, every team is flawed, right? And honestly, I, 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 I would rather have this kind of flaw than a flaw that's... Um, a little more devastating to a team, like right. not being able to score goals or just like being a sieve or something like that. Yeah, so. Jeff Lerner said it after the game. We, we weren't getting beat out there. There weren't really anything that was to suggest that we were playing poorly. It's just two bad moments, and those two bad moments came back to bite us. Yeah. And those are fixable. Um, Michael Parker just pointed out that uh, details are, are very, very important. Uh, you, you give up two little details like that, they show up in, in a big way on the score sheet. It's not going to happen every time, but it will happen to you, especially against really good teams. Um, it is something to be concerned about, but not something that can't be corrected pretty easily. And it's still, you know, we're, we're going out there and dominating really good teams for the most part, which is encouraging when you yeah. think forward to, to a playoff-type scenario where we'll probably see uh, just about every team over, over two legs, except for maybe the last game, uh, if we get that far. But it's hard not to feel encouraged about us over two legs as long as we're dominating, you know, really good teams like this. Is that fair? I think that's totally fair. All right. Cool. You want to get into the questions? Let's do it. Y'all had a whole bunch of questions about this one. Uh, obviously, a whole lot to talk about. Uh, we kind of touched on this first one a little bit uh, from our board, Kyle Soto, uh, who does a good job with, with his writing. I can't remember the name of the site right now, but Kyle, you're doing great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he asked, is uh, Miguel shooting? form becoming cause for concern. We talked about it a little bit, and I've kind of harped on this a little bit because I think the, the numbers behind it are so outstanding yeah. at this point as yeah. far as the number of shots Miguel Almiron actually has versus the number that have actually gone on target. Yeah. Uh, he's very much near. He's probably over after today 100 shots on the year. Uh, he is nowhere really close to leading MLS in shots on target, and there's a huge disparity between the top two, which is coincidentally Giovinco and Miguel, in actual shots and the people leading in shots on target. So it's like 100 for Miguel, 100-ish for Giovinco, and then you drop all the way down to like 60 for Alper Uh it's, it's a huge, huge 
disparity in shots. Yeah, uh, I, they're not going off. Right. The, the thing is, I think we have a, a large enough sample size at this time to say yes, it is um, a weakness of his, and yes, it is concerning because he is often a player that finds himself with the ball in front of goal, and typically you want those those players to be able to at least test the keeper. You know, like um, there were, there was the one he had in the first. I believe it was in the first half. He's played through amazingly by Leandro Gonzalez Perez, just in a one-on-one. The ball is even on his preferred left foot, and just like scuffs it. Why? It wasn't even like a good strike on the ball. Not he. Not only played through, played through in the middle at yeah. the top of the eighteen. It wasn't like he was on the wing. He he forced himself wide. Which why why why? Yeah, it tell, it t- I feel like there's maybe a confidence issue. Um, I wonder if maybe he brought himself wide if he thought maybe like Joseph or someone else was going to make a run into the middle that he was going to be able to pass Initially to. But, did, then, but, then but then no one came, and so he right. realized he had to shoot. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say, but he did take his 100th shot today, by the way. Oh, okay, um, so, But he's like, you know, I compare him to like a baseball player who's like a gold glove winner, super fast, steals all the bases, all that stuff, except they can't hit above 200. I got this. Hold on. All right. While the light, while he goes and turns the light back up, oh, was it security? All right. So we have a uh, next question is from Jacob Inman. You want to read that? It's too far away from me. Yeah, totally. Now that the lights are back on. Billion Dollar <laughs> Stadium. Can't keep the lights on. or make the Wi-Fi work. Uh, ATL has now lost or tied most of the league's best teams. Uh, creating chances is cool. But means next to nothing. We can't put them away. That's worrying. Looking forward to the playoffs. Great fight in second half, but ends just like Dallas game. We've touched on this, I think, a lot in the first part of this. Uh, creating chances is cool. It's a cool thing, guys. Get down with it. You can dig it. We can too. Gotta love creating chances. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's obviously been frustrating this whole year to see missed shots uh, and missed opportunities from people like Miguel Almiron, who have done it a whole heck of a lot this year. Um, I'm not concerned as much as some other people might be. I, I'm more concerned, I think, with with the defensive lapses late. Yeah, uh, definitely. In, in my opinion, I think I think we're going to score with, with anybody. I think no one's going to come in here and really outpace us for that. Maybe I could see in the future an LAFC team coming across our way and then straight up outscoring us, but uh, no one else rolling the league really seems to have that ability, uh, say for maybe a Red Bulls too. Yeah, well. I, I totally agree. I'm not, I'm not concerned with the chances we're creating. It's, it's the chances we concede, and especially the times we concede them. Even look at the Montreal game. You know, we score. We conceded the late goal there too. Um, yeah. And you know, I think Tata makes a good point about this. He was talking in his post game uh, press conference about that you need to look at these games specifically. I, I, I think oftentimes we like to. Um, we correlate certain statistics. So, like, you know, um, we, we concede X amount of goals after, you know, the 80th minute or whatever. You know, whatever, whatever kind of grouping you want to put these stats into. I think it is important to go back and look at some of these things on an individual basis. Um, and, like, tonight, it's just kind of random. You know, it's, it's just so random. S- same with Dallas. I don't know um, if you can, like, attribute them to the same exact reason for why they were conceded for no other reason based on when they happened or something like that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm probably not saying this very well, but I think it is important to look at it case by case. Sure, for sure. And there's been calls for us to kind of bunker and sit back and everything like that, but that isn't really our game. And, you know, if things started going south with us bunkering and playing back a whole bunch as soon as we got 
uh, got a lead, then there would be calls for us to, you know, why are we not playing our own game? Why are we, right. you know, not going for the kill? And that leads right into the next question from Ricky Ricardo. He says, what's up with us, uh, the mental, you know, switch off in the last five minutes of games? And I, I think this is something that Tata said tonight that was really interesting and pretty aggressive, to be honest. But, um, you know, he kind of called out his subs. And he said, um, when I bring a sub on, I want them frothing at the mouth like a dog. And he was, he was going like this. And, <laughs> and, uh, um, which I was funny. That's great um, podcast material. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, gestures, gestures, hand at mouth. <laughs> um, but I thought that was a great point because you see some of these guys from Mario Williams, Brandon, uh, Bra- uh, that's not his name, not Brandon, Miles Robinson. Um, and was Brandon Vasquez the Vasquez other come on, yeah. Those guys are young players, you know, they're not, they're players with not a lot of experience at this level. And I think they're kind of timid when they come in. Maybe not, you know, maybe they're they're trying to act calm or act cool or whatever, but, like, Tata wants them, like, running, like, almost running onto the pitch before he's, they're allowed to go. You know, he wants them sure. going out energetic and wanting to actually change the game. Even if they're already winning, to go out there and make sure they're the one who's holding up the ball, to make sure they're the one who's shielding a defender, you know, from the ball. Um, and they're kind of going out there. Almost looks like they're they're kind of tiptoeing around, want, not wanting to make a mistake. This is complete conjecture here, but they, they do come on late. Uh, Robinson came on late mm-hmm. against Dallas as well. Do you think you kind of from a mindset perspective? And we could ask them at some point. I guess we should catch them in the locker room tonight. Uh, but when you come on late, is it hard to get up for those kind of things and come out that kind of energy? Because you're like, oh, we've only got like 13 minutes. I'll just come out here and you know get my paycheck and. and Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Right. It yeah. may be. Maybe that. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, <laughs> and I'm sure, like, Tata might want to bring them on earlier, but they're just the quality is, is sure. there, there's such a, like, a disparity of quality. You know, you want to keep your best players on, mm-hmm. on the field for as long as possible. So I'm, cer- I'm sure for Tata it's tough, but um, I don't know whether that makes it tougher on the players or not. But sure. that's a good it's a good question. Getting away from the subs for a second, I, do, I think the more interesting statement from Tata was where he begins to discuss – this idea, I think we lost the stream for a second, we're back. But this idea that other teams come in here, they get the lead, and then they start taking their time. Maybe when they don't have the lead, they start taking their time, you know, on throw-ins. And then they start slowing down when they try to take a goal kick. And then things get slower as they do a substitution. <laughs> And they take their time with it, and they start to kill the clock, and they do it that way. And, and he referred to it as experience to an extent. Um, he also, the other word that was kind of translated through was maturity. Um, and it's not to say this team doesn't lack that with players like Parkhurst and uh, Lerwinowitz, but there may be some kind of air of, like, a moral superiority to it. Like, oh, the, these people have been doing it us. Fuck them. We're not going to do that. Instead, it should be you know let's 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 join them and you know start start just um, I don't want to I mean I already, I already used my one curse I want to <laughs> curse again <laughs> just start dicking around I guess yeah I know? mean it's something Jurgen Klinsmann said when he was the coach of the U.S. Men's National Team was that we need to be nastier and that's kind of the in the same way not like nasty in terms of like you make the game frustrating for the opponent by doing things by fouling them and, and slowing the game down by. Um, well, slowing the game down however you can. I think I think there are things this team can learn about how to control the last five minutes, and it doesn't necessarily just need to be like throwing on a defend throwing on Miles Robinson at the end of the game is going to make everything better, you know? Because right. what it really needs it has to come from the entire team, not just one player. Mm. You can't just band aid it. 
You know, right. You, you got to have the whole whole thing. We're going to speed this thing up because my phone's about to die. Oh, sweet. Uh, we got to get out of here anyways. If, we, if this dies, the whole HDAT will be up on in uh, podcast form. Ooh. But we might, lose the, we might lose the video at some point. Okay, gotcha. This next one comes from Allison Grace Schwab at LEGATL who says for Remedy for Verenowitz Man of the Match. I'm um, going to disagree there and go ahead and say that he was the man of the match. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, disqualified. Thick Fielder, went, Thick Fielder went, went ham. He was good, man. He was, he was amazing. Really he was amazing. Everyone was just oohing and aahing in the press box on, mm-hmm. based on what he was doing. I mean, he basically set up the PK uh, yes, for Joseph. And he was the one who kind of tiptoed his way into the box with the ball there. Yeah. And defensively, tons of good actions. He, he was basically the one who was controlling Altidore. I was a little worried coming into the game uh, with Lorenowitz being the third center back. I thought, you know, maybe Miles Robinson is a better choice since he's younger, more athletic. He can really go and, like, body Altidore. But what happened was Altidore was dropping off a little bit and right into Rometty, and Rometty was just tracking him around the field, and Rometty was just physically um, out, outplaying him. Yeah, and there's a there's a size disparity there. Josie's, yeah. Josie's a lot bigger than Eric actually is. Even though Eric's a square, he's only about 5'5", <laughs> five, five, it seems like. He's just a little bulldog, though. You exactly. Know? He's, exactly. Just like, he's, he's like the definition of a terrier. What I think of this, too, his mobility tonight was incredible. Yeah. He, he's a lot quicker than I think we kind of initially gave him yeah. credit for. Dude can move a little bit. He had a few times tracking back where he was kind of running back and shoving people off the ball. We saw the thickness, and we just made some assumptions mm. based on we should not be that. judging thick people. Like he's actually, that. honestly, in That's, person, he's not that. He's, he's not he, he, epic, Yeah, yeah, so no, he's, he's, he's pretty slender. But memes, guys. But yeah. memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that will never die. No, no, that's a good one. We even had Taylor Twelman get it on that one tonight. Yeah, uh, that, was that, great. that was pretty sweet. Um, it's nice to see my my creations being acknowledged. Oh, uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's the kind of reassurance I need. Uh, this next one comes from Robert Adams. I uh, ask which will happen first: Miguel getting sold or Miguel scoring? Dang, Robert! That's uh, harsh, it'll man. it'll definitely be Miguel scoring Miguel because scoring, if, because if he doesn't yes. do that, then he's not getting sold. So that's just it. Has his value dropped? Maybe, maybe it might have. Honestly, um, it, gosh, just from an aesthetic standpoint, at least statistically, he's been pretty good. But, yeah, you know, it's, I mean, teams will still like him because if you look at his, you know, the advanced analytics that these teams use when they're recruiting, his advanced analytics are still amazing. I think he leads the league in um, expected gold chain. Sorry, super nerdy. That was super uh, but nerdy. that's yeah, he's up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a build-up player. But it, at the next level, he's, he's a box box midfielder. We've seen it here that he's not going to be playing like in positions where he's getting in front of goal. And he's often. not going to shoot a hundred times per season for yeah. sure anywhere yeah. else but here. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We did skip over one, Jonathan uh, D. Williams. He said, what's wow. the word on Joseph's injury? And so I guess that the TV announcers were saying that he was injured during the game. Uh, Tata did not say he was injured, just said he came off because he was tired. Said he was grabbing, you know, a place where he'd had an injury before, um, but confirmed that there was no actual injury there. He was just fatigued. And I saw him after the game in the locker room. He wasn't, like, favoring anything. Yeah, just walking around like normal, so I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. He did take a knock to the head again. <laughs> I yeah. thought he might have broken his nose yeah. again. But they have 15 um, days off. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be playing the next game. 100%. Should be fine. Should be fine. Let's judge jinx that. Um, <laughs> Marshall Voigt asked, new game plan, fire rockets at the goalie, then crash the boards to get rebounds. I love that. That is, <laughs> man, that is a... <laughs> That is some old school like the pick up basketball yeah, in, the, uh, in the in the front yard kind of thing. On the, Fire on the, rockets the and crash the boards, where you just kind of throw the ball against the the dead end backboard and just kind of bounces back to you. Um, that's a that's a heck of a plan, Marshall. <laughs> I like it. 
I like it. Um, it does kind of touch on something, though. Is we're not crashing the boards necessarily, but um, getting people into the box would be yeah would be nice from time to time. And I think that kind of goes into Joseph being the predominant scorer for for so much of this last month. And it's something Tata has talked about as well as getting more people into the box. I'm still honestly not really seeing it. Yeah, that much when these crosses are coming in, that the the one person there is Joseph, and he's winning because he's Joseph. Uh, but it would be nice to see if we could get a few more things out of that, you know, with the Tito or Miguel getting in there. Yep. Fair? Fair. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Brandon Beattie asked, can Martinez really not finish a single match? Realize he's not playing defense, but Williams was dreadful holding the ball up. Romario was not good tonight, for sure. And Scott, I see you. I'm not answering that right now. I will, um, I will message you privately to have an eloquent and calm discussion about it on this matter further. Um, God, some of these things just don't make sense on the podcast version of this. Yeah, uh, people are so be sorry. confused. We're so sorry. Blame Scott Zoino from Dirty South Soccer. Um, but yeah, Romario was not good, y'all. Um, we love Romario, but uh, had a little difficulty coming in tonight and holding the ball up for sure, for sure. But uh, Martinez has played 90 a lot. Um, he does get taken out because he does just go boss to the wall so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I don't and, think it's a thing to worry about. Like at that point, you, uh, I, I understand it because you need someone who can hold the ball up. Like you said, he, it, Romario did not do it well tonight, but um, he is the kind of player that you would think that you would want in the game. Uh, you don't need Joseph at that point sprinting after through balls. You know, like right. that's not the kind of game you want to be playing. So I think it was just a tactical issue, obviously. And of course, if he's you know if he's like feeling fresh, then that's the end, of course. But he was. Um, definitely, you know, feeling weary. Tata said he was rubbing his legs and stuff and just, um, yeah, was basically done. So, but yeah, like you said, he's, he's played 90 minutes plenty of times. And, um, and honestly, he plays, you know, strikers almost always come out of the game early because they're the ones who are putting in the most sprints of anyone on the team. Like, even if you look at their numbers after the game, they may not be the ones who have the most total distance, but they are the ones who are doing the most intense running on the team. So oftentimes they're going to just going to be subbed out, especially if you have a lead, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, this one comes from Jerry Reed, enthusiast. He asks, it's not all his fault, but can we try to not shore up the defense by bringing it on Miles anymore? Um, you got any better options? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't know, man. It might yeah. be all we have. I mean, it's tough. Like, on a night like tonight, it's tough. Like, we didn't have one, like, real, like, central midfielder on the bench. You know, like, we, yeah, didn't, have, well. we didn't have Kevin Kratz to come on. I, I guess we did have Andrew Wheeler on the line, but... It, is he the one you're going to bring on in a, in a, against Toronto? You know, against a, the defending MLS Cup champs who have just gotten all their players healthy again? Yeah. Probably not. So, you know, it's tough. It's, it's tough with the injuries. The fact that they had to even, you know, that Miles Robinson was even having to come into this game is, is an issue in and of itself. So, it's just one of those tough things that the team, you know, tried to deal with, wasn't successful. But, yeah, I mean... <sighs> This is going to sound so harsh, and love the guy. Think he has a great future. Don't want to see him on the field again anytime soon. Is that okay? Is that yeah. okay to say? Yeah, I mean, it's fine, right? If anything, just for the bad omen, you know, just just just, just bad. He's clearly bad luck. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, nah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll I think Miles has been fine for most of his. When the couple of times he started, he was fine. That's true. I mean, he did make a mistake in the Dallas game, but the bigger mistake was made by Franco Escobar. Um, So, you know... He's had his own struggles. Again, this is one of those things where it's easy to just, you know, tie, like, oh, it's Miles Robinson's fault. But if you look at these things on a case-by-case basis, maybe you can find some 
you know, no. some other flaws where, where things went wrong. Speaking of seeing not seeing the forest because of the trees in front of your face, uh, this one comes from Bart, who says, pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a terrible showing from the whole team. Doesn't that... Bart. That sounds like... Bart, 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 That sounds Bart. like a guy named Bart. Yes, it does. Like something that Bart would say. Not to disparage all Barts, but this particular Bart we're disparaging you uh, in this case. But it wasn't a terrible we, showing. I mean, it was... No, look, go look at the stats. Go look at... You know, it was... They, they gave up two bad goals. Two moments. Two whole moments. That's it. That defined this game. That's not a pathetic showing. That is a, a lapse in, in judgment a couple times. And, uh, you know, overall... They were good. We were good tonight. Yeah. Had two bad mistakes. And, you know, against like, a really good team. John Petty just, will just say, you know, he, he mentions that, like like we said earlier, we are only had like seven of our 11 best player, you know, starters, quote unquote starters on the field tonight. And, you know, our depth is being tested. So um, it is what it is. That, that's basically what happened. And I cannot wait to get out of here. Another another rough one, y'all. Another rough one. Any any final thoughts to kind of wrap this up? I do want to say one thing about Leandro Gonzalez Perez because I think he was the one who was kind of the cause of the first goal and uh, the goal in the first half. He gave the ball away on the edge of the box. I think it was him, um, and I just feel bad for him because I feel like that's something that he would get he will get vilified for, and of course it was his fault. But that doesn't mean like he's terrible or he. Uh, was, is like the root cause of all the problems because, you know, he had this decisive moment in the game. Yeah. He had plenty of actually great moments where he either, like the one where he played Miguel in and should have created a goal. Um, he snuffed out Giovinco several times um, when he was getting into goal scoring positions. So it's easy to overlook the good things that he did in the game and just look at the one mistake that he made. Yeah. Um, that was one thing I wanted to say. Oh, that's about it. Spot on. What about you? Any, uh, any thoughts? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I think I've touched on most of it. Like I said, I feel I still feel really positive about the team. It's okay to be frustrated about these moments. These moments sure. happen throughout a season, and you know it's not like the team's not going to work to get better at it. Um, but you know it, it's okay to be frustrated, but also it's, it's equally okay to be optimistic about. Out shooting a team twenty-two to five, and you know, only allowing two shots on goal the entire game. Um, yeah. So when we're mixed back, it's when, okay to be. It's okay to have mixed backs. Yes. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, everything's black. So to the next portion of the show. Mm, onward. The Lorenowitz man of mm. the night. <sighs> Lorenowitz man of the night. Our Lorenowitz man of the night is a man who we did not see a whole heck of a lot in three-five-two. Uh, when we were still running it. We saw him come in as a sub mm-hmm. a few times, but tonight he gets a start, does very, very well, kind of like we, we kind of hinted at he might uh, when we were not using him in the 3-5-2. Tito Bialba, very good tonight, we thought. That was an actual explosion. <laughs> no one got hurt this What time restaurant are we in? Shout I out. forgot. We're, we're at a Tim Hortons in, on, That's in, right. in Metro Toronto. That's right. Whatever that means. Um... Wow, God bless. Uh, yeah, Tito was great. I, th- I thought, you know, he was constantly a danger up the right side. I think he was matched up against Mavinga most of the night. He was getting in behind him. Create, you know, there was there were just a couple times it's like he takes like a touch too heavy or yeah. oftentimes it was a touch that caused him to slow down his run a little bit, which is just a little frustrating. But I still thought he was a, he was a great outlet for the team in general when we were on the break. So, yeah, he was good. 
And like we said, Eric Rometty doesn't count because he was the actual man of the match. Changing my Lorenowitz man of the night to this guy behind us right now who is the source of said explosion. He has a forklift. He's trying to move the like adjustable seats for like the bench that they have right there. The guy in the forklift? Yeah, the guy in the forklift. He has what we heard a second ago was him clattering into the tunnel right there <laughs> as he ran <laughs> oh the God. metal benches into the concrete wall in the tunnel of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Shout out that guy, our Lerenowitz <laughs> man of the night. Hell the yeah. is in the mail. All right. Quote of the night here coming from Michael Parkhurst. I thought this was really, really good for them and typical captain speech, but it is kind of indicative of what's been going on, I guess, these late lapses. He said, it's just a lack of concentration, a lack of details. We have to be better in critical moments. A minute left in the first half, stoppage time in the second. These are moments we have to be aware and cognizant of the minute and the moment. It's just little things. The little things are big on the score sheet, and they're big on the game. Do the little things, y'all. Do the little things. It is big in life. I wish he would have connected that. That could have been like an amazing life moment if he would have just, you know. We can connect it. And we just did. Right here on the HDAT. Five strike final. You guys are welcome. Do the little things. Get the little things right, the big things will follow. There we go. Small victories. Mm, always. No victories here tonight, though. Just a draw. So, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's get out of here. 2-2, the final score in this one. We'll be back with y'all. We'll, we may have a couple of interview H-Dads. Yeah, we'll try to get some content up. Throughout the next couple weeks since we'll be bored and really have nothing to do since there's such a long break here. Uh, back at the bins on the 19th, I believe, for Columbus. Uh, so that'll be a fun one here. Uh, and we'll have all sorts of content coming your way on DirtiestHouseSoccer.com. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Don't donate to our Patreon because why would you got? Why would you spend, spend your, your money, money on something better than on, that? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, make better decisions. It's the little things. We just talked about this. We just talked about this. Um, follow us on Twitter. Joe Patrick's at JAPatrick200. I'm at J underscore Sam Jones and also running the Dirty Southside Twitter account from time to time. It does um, a great job. Thank you. At Five Strike Final is at Five Strike Final. Shocker. Uh, shout out to Brian Bailey who complimented the Twitter feed tonight. I really appreciate that. Always really appreciate Brian who's always got some good scoops and whatnot sending in my way. Uh, but yeah, also shout out to Lucy Dacus, Sava, Kyle Morton, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Ju- Julian Baker, uh, Lindsey Jordan, Stephen Malcolmus, Robin Pecknell, Big Boy, and LaVar Burton. I know you're listening. Shout out Jorge Thieler and Dario Sala who ran training this week while Tata Martino oh, nice, was yeah. uh, managing the All-Stars. Shout out Justin Belhuis. Have a great vacation. Uh, you you earned it. You earned a buddy. And Chris Winkler and Elena. I have no idea how to say Elena's last name. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. It's yeah, Mark. It's got a lot of it's got it's like Wojciech Szczesny. It's got a whole lot of consonants in it. Shout out Boy Scouts of America. Congrats, Kevin Kratz on the start tonight. Kevin Egan, Jillian Sakovitz, and Dan Gargan. Shout out. Nice. I forgot we shouted out the Boy Scouts after the Mikey Ambrose thing. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's still there. We don't need to update these things. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That'll do it from Mercedes-Benz Stadium 2-2 final tonight. Catch y'all later. Bye, y'all.